0: Hello everyone, and welcome to a Thursday edition of the MSP Initiative Live. Uh, Thursday, actually, it's Tuesday. I'm all discombobulated because of the, uh, the NFL schedule being moved around. So, of course, we got the big, yeah, you know, two games now here on Tuesday. Uh, here in, um, you know, here in the NFL schedule. So, uh, but anyway, welcome to a Tuesday edition of the MSP Initiative Live. We'll be joined by a guest momentarily, uh, to talk about a few things, but, uh, let's just get some housekeeping things, uh, done out of the way. And there's our guest. Uh, hi, how you doing Danny from threat locker, but I'm just going to do a couple of housekeeping items and then we'll get into, and then we'll get into the good stuff. So for everyone, uh, who doesn't normally join our sessions or just a reminder for the people that do, um, we do these sessions Tuesdays and Thursdays, one o'clock Eastern time. They're recorded and online. They're in podcast format and video format. So under mspinitiative.com, you can actually go and see all of those sessions uh, in whatever format fits you best. Uh, we have our monthly prize giveaway. So there's 10 prizes uh, right in time for the holidays here. So we have 10 vendors that kind of jump together to throw some prizes together. All you need to do is submit a form and you have a, chance, a one in 10 chance or depending on how many people submit a form, but up to 10 potential prizes to win. And then lastly, and actually you know, fits hand in hand with our, our speaker today on uh, MSP initiative, we have our MSP community block party, which the next one is coming up at Zero Trust World, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So um, you can find that under uh, the community block party. Uh, you can find information about Zero Trust World here. And if you want an invite to the party, just submit this form. And if you're an MSP, you'll be there. So um with with all with all of that being said, those are the things i like to check off as we go into this. Danny, uh, welcome. This is like the third or fourth time you've been on MSB Initiative Live. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, let's let's talk about it. Um Threat Locker is this is their second zero trust world. Let's let's tell people about it. Uh talk to us about the event and what to expect.
1: Yeah. So the the first one was actually uh, in February this year which was a little bit bold, but we, we, we put some safety measures in place. And um, her, her, now we're getting hopefully to the tail end of this pandemic. This one's going to be even bigger and more fun. But the idea is, is we wanted to try and bring some real value because there's a lot of conferences in the MSP industry, uh, but they all tend to be focused around an RMM or they're focused around um, uh, some, uh, some kind of generic MSP tool, that's like DattoCon and K- Connect IT or uh, IT Nation. And you know these are great events, but they're not really focusing on security. And there's, there's lots of things going on there. And security is the biggest challenge MSPs are facing and it's the biggest change that MSPs have made in their business. So what we wanna do is we wanna teach you about security, Uh, From a zero trust point of view, but also from a generic, you know, we want security. Security is important in all layers and all areas, and we want to teach you how to sell security, and we want to teach you how to hack and be a bad guy too, so you can go into your customers and you can understand real risks. When you say to them, "Hey, you know, actually, if someone plugs one of these rubber duckies into your computer, they can just eat all your dinner for lunch," and you can, we can show you and teach you how to do all that. So, we've got two and a half days of basically how to sell security, how to hack, how to use Metasploit, how to um, kill a drone in the sky and, you know, some other really cool stuff going on. Um, We've got um, training courses on how to better secure your environment, what you should be putting in your stack. uh, and, And then of course it's not a party if there's no alcohol. So we've got food and drink and
0: other cool stuff going on there. Awesome. So, um, You know, it seems like we're in Orlando again, right? So this is uh, the week of the 20th of February, which is like that second to last week of February. Uh, It's on International Drive, right? So everybody that's familiar with, you know, IT Nation, for example, you know, usually is held right across the street, right? So this is at the Rosen Plaza on International Drive. Pretty good time to get people into Florida, especially if they're from a cold weather city. Um, So obviously that's worth mentioning um so time to visit florida (laughs) so uh, i mean
1: the rest of the year is just hot and miserable Uh, february is sunny and
0: nice temperature and great time to be in florida awesome so you know so it's a it's a three-day event right it's like a monday tuesday wednesday
1: yeah um monday tuesday wednesday and um and we're actually starting it off uh with um a, a a, a, a keynote speaker so we've got two keynotes So uh, one i think we're finishing off with uh johnny quinn who's uh olympic bobsledder uh, for the u.s and uh we're starting off with J- john cilio um and we've got a whole bunch of cool speakers going on through the event as well like the CISO of jet blues coming in to talk about security we've got uh, xnsa
0: um
1: and lots of three-letter ackermans coming in and some really cool other guys too
0: that's awesome well that is uh it's always exciting right because you know, listen. You know, a lot of the time the conference, you know, the conferences are are obviously about networking, and we love that. But being able to get, you know, get to hear from people that you usually would not hear directly, right? I mean, that's that's the other cool part. Uh, I know that there's. Uh, I'm hearing, uh, you know, some talk about some panels. I'm hearing some talk about. Are you doing any like live kind of workshopping around Zero Trust? Or well, what? What? What else can people, you know, look forward to?
1: Yeah, so I, I mean, there's, 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 there's different parts. So we have panels, we have our, our main stage uh, ch- channel, which is where we're going to bring in the big speakers and the big guns. And then we also have uh, some workshops. So we've literally got uh, rows and rows of computers set up with hacking environments in them. And, we can, uh, and we're going to use those environments to teach you how to hack, but also teach you how to implement zero trust, how to, what it looks like in your environment, what failure looks like, what success looks like. We've got training courses. We're also doing threat certifications on site. Uh, so, if you are a partner, you can take your test. You can you can get yourself certified as a threat locker engineer, and um, that goes towards your partner points, your discounts, and and things like that. Um,
0: yeah, I, w- I was I saw something about a, a CPE credit uh, by by attending the conference.
1: Yeah, there's some credits being issued. I'm not exactly sure how they work myself, but there's there's credits being issued and um, uh, lots of training going on on site. That's
0: awesome. Um, so. Three so three days. Month, obviously you can make a, a little trip out of it, guys, for the people that are flying into Florida. Let me let me just share the agenda real quick, just so that people see it zero trust world. You'll see the agendas right up top here. Um, so you know, day one, right? You know, the big obviously you're going to open up the event there, Danny, and then we're going to go into uh the threat landscape, right? Looks like there's some breakouts uh, you know, kind of, on you know, labs that you can choose to, uh, choose to go through. Right. Yes. And then day two is where you get the, you know, the, um, additional sessions, right. I love the, we'll talk about the rubber ducky thing. I think that's, that's an interesting one, but we're going to go through these examples, right. Scam emails, rubber ducky, fishing with fake websites, uh, pineapple demonstration. I'll we'll ask about that in a second, so it looks like there's some product updates from, but then this is the, this is the, 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 you know, the gold session right here, right? This is that JetBlue CISO. Um, remember JetBlue for everyone that doesn't know, they're one of the very first companies to, to like effectively home source their, their call center for year, decades, like early 2000s, right? Um, so it'd be interesting to see from their point of view, how they handled that from a security standpoint with hundreds of people answering calls from their living rooms um some cmmc stuff here uh going into um the you know the afternoon and then on the last day uh, let's see what you know looks like it's about a half day right we kind of like round out some of the you know security exams and you know kind of a a wrap up by you danny and then you know kind of closing out the event so could be a nice sunday to wednesday trip um so I figure,
1: I, I, I figure it's either Friday to Wednesday and, and joy Orlando for a few days before, or, or joy yeah. or Orlando for a little bit longer and go Monday to Sunday.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Rose and Plaza. It's a nice venue. It's right across the street from where everybody is familiar, you know, with the, you know, the you know, usual IT nation events, um, you know, that was just here in February. Right. So definitely check this out. I, I'm excited for this, right. I'm sure more stuff will end up, you know, kind of as we get closer to the event uh, maturing into the schedule. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for this, actually. And this is your second, second annual event, right? And it sounds like you're going to be doing this annually. Um, talk, to us about, talk to us about the pineapple thing and the rubber ducky. I think that's, that's interesting.
1: Here's my rubber ducky. Keep it on my desk all the time. Uh, and this one, when you plug it in, does nothing but tell you you should have locked your computer. Um, and we, we use it to plug into staff's computers if they forget to lock it when they walk away. Um, and, you know, open up an inappropriate website on their homepage or something uh, and say, oops. But this essentially is a, for those who don't know, it's, it's, it's got an SD card in it. You can program it to send any keystroke you want. It doesn't get blocked by storage devices. Um, it just essentially types at a thousand words a minute. So you can use it to say, upload all your data to the internet using PowerShell by pressing control R and typing PowerShell and then piping in a command, or you could uh, use it to ext- extract Chrome passwords. That's pretty cool. You know, just dealing people's wow. Chrome by plugging into their computer. So
0: many people save their credit card in Chrome.
1: Yeah, it's uh <laughs> it's amazing. Bank accounts, everything is just extracted straight from Chrome. Um, you can use it for all sorts of other cool things as well. You can also use it just for good reasons, like typing in long license keys when you're installing Windows back in there the days of windows XP and, and things like that. Uh, but it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool. So we're going to, we're going to do a lot of here's the coolest hacks with a rubber ducky. Here's how you program it. here's how you make them. And we're actually giving you one of these. So when you get to the show, one of these is going to be in your bag. Uh, you're going to be able to bring it into training You plug it in, use it. Um, I, I would highly suggest everyone keeps their laptop secured while they're,
0: they're on flight uh, on site because uh, there's going to be a lot of
1: people walking around with rubber duckies. I,
0: I would, if I, if I were, if I were somebody going to this conference and I will be, Uh, I may come with a uh, completely brand new computer out of the box with none of my stuff on
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, it's funny because I never bring my real laptop, even though it's to an event. I always have like a test machine uh, with it and maybe put some hot glue in the USB ports just so no one can plug anything in.
0: It's not a bad idea because, you know, there's going to be some smart people here and uh, I'm sure the the conference Wi-Fi might be pretty open.
1: Yeah. So, um, and talking about Wi-Fi, pineapples.
0: What? Uh, it, what's the, What's the pineapple thing?
1: It's a really nice piece of fruit. We can well, grow. I mean, I love pineapple, the fruit. Obviously. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, a pineapple. Uh, we're, we're gonna do some some cool stuff with that. And essentially, I, I'm not gonna give away the details, but I'm hoping this plans out to be a really fun event with the pineapple, because um, there's a couple of things we're doing and. Uh, cool. We're doing some demonstrations on. We're going to show you how to program them. Essentially, a pineapple allows you to go in and take over someone's Wi-Fi. Um, hmm. So next time you're on a flight, not JetBlue, because we like JetBlue because they're coming out to us. But next time you're on a flight and you want to take over the Wi-Fi, a little pineapple device with you might uh, might allow you to do that. Collect some credit oh. card numbers. Don't right. do that it's a joke <laughs> don't do it <laughs> but it's a, essentially allows you to hijack a wi-fi and then and then
0: yeah you know. wor- words of advice try to do that not on the plane who knows what what'll come from that
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe don't try and hijack wireless signals on a flight that might be a really bad idea
0: yeah what less uh, yeah we're we're yeah putting out the disclaimer right now i'm sure there'll be some sort of uh, red banner when you go when you go into that session uh, he said, uh, Pete, Pete from Equilibrium comes in. He says, it's so almost like a mini black hat at Zero Trust.
1: Yeah, yeah. He,
0: sounds like he's putting together a cool event. Yeah,
1: and this is really going to be focused around MSPs as well. So that it's, it, we're not just talking about, oh, well, I've got a team of 50 people to manage this. Well, we're, we're, what can you do to protect your customers and make money at the same time? So it's not, it's black hat. Um, we do have a lot of enterprise uh, people attending, but it's 90% MSP. And it really is going to be focused on on building security for MSPs and and lots of fun, and That's awesome. I, I really there's supposed to be some really cool stuff we do with the drone and Wi-Fi's and pineapples, so we'll see how that.
0: So this sounds like a very interactive event. I mean, if you're just going to sit back and watch a screen, I think you're you're getting the wrong idea here. I, I'm. Sounds like you're gonna walk away with some pretty cool things. I mean, I so. we all, we all laughed about the time where you could just drive down the neighborhood and see whose Wi-Fi was open. Now it sounds like you're t- <laughs> You might be able to take it a step further.
1: Yeah, that's uh, we're gonna. You're gonna come away with a lot of cool stuff, um, and uh, hopefully, we're not gonna do a dado and get booted from the hotel for setting fire to a computer.
0: <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> so they're not, they're not fond of this for sure.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, we, we we did warn the Wi-Fi providers, be careful and make sure you're on site to fix. Yeah, Spe-
0: especially if everyone's hitting the Wi-Fi once. We all know how slow that can get. But if they're all using a pineapple, not the fruit, could need to uh, make sure we need to reset the whole system. Um, so yeah, guys, um, don't pick up any unattended USB devices at this at this event. Clearly, you might want to bring a brand new computer out of the box in case you know just for forget making sure your data is, you know, super protected. bring two laptops and make sure TSA doesn't stop you. Uh, and <laughs> come with an open mind and, and, uh, and, you know, take some notes because I think the the problem, Danny, and, and, you know, I'm sure you see it a lot more from where you sit is, you know, MSPs always hear about all these security things, but they never see how they're actually handled practically speaking. Right. Like how do you, these people use the keyboard loggers and the, you know, basically the easy things, right? Like you said, hey, you can just go into Chrome and export all this data. I mean, in, in theory, it sounds cool, but I don't think MSPs realize how this is implemented really from the bad guy standpoint. And and I think what's important, understanding I mean, you, you can't
1: understand everything that every bad guy can think about. But if you understand how easy it is to manipulate systems and use them against you, it allows you to better secure and uh, think about security Uh, but in addition to that it allows you to sell and explain security because if you can show somebody how easy it is to read data and how easy it is a piece of malware or rubber ducky could get into their network um, and then they start to say oh what if someone came into my my dental office or my car dealership and just plugged in something and suddenly my business is gone and it allows you to sell more. It allows you to better explain to customers because one is you walk away with more credibility, even if you did just use a cheap gimmick and you pre can rubber ducky script or or something like that, but they go, Oh, this guy's, you know, a a genius. You know, it's it's, for them. You you must be a superstar. And because a lot of customers are like grandparents, aren't they? Like, oh, my kid knows a lot about computers. They like get the TV working all the time. So if you can come in and you can do more than that and you can show, hey, look how easy it is to just see your data. Look how easy it is to extract your data. We need to put better controls in place, better security in place to stop this. It makes you uh, a more credible person and it makes
0: people spend more money. Well, hundred percent. And I'm actually just thinking about this, Danny. I mean, any waiting room I've ever been to, urgent care, um, you know, car dealerships, a good one. Like there's a lot of places, right? Like think about, you know, you go into the airport, for example, and you're checking in on the kiosk, that's a computer, right? Yeah. Um, you're going into a store to do a pickup and they have the screen where you check in, you know, in order to pick up, whether it's food or the hardware store or whatever, like these are all computers, right? I mean, these all have you exposed USB ports in a lot of cases, right? So like you start to think wide and you're like, wow, It's not hard to get to get to that, you know, to get to that port and plug it in.
1: Yeah, well, and think about it. If you, um, we were at a big security conference from an MSP vendor. Won't say who, won't say what, but all of the machines had PowerShell, shell access to the internet, local admins, all their display machines. And it's like, we didn't do anything bad because that would be inappropriate. But it shows you, we could just on a takeover of the entire a conference with a Threat Locker logo on the screen or something so and uh, we would have got into it. and that was a security conference and it, it was um it, it was interesting because it's so easy and I've seen so many hospitals get a foothold put in there because someone um used a rubber ducky or even an omg cable I'm going to show you more about omg cables which are like super cool rubber duckies uh but even better um, so, uh, so, just, so, you,
0: so think twice before you buy that cheap iPhone charging cable from the seven 11 guys.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't believe people still give away, uh, iPhone charges at booths and security conferences. Um, I, uh, hopefully, uh, none of the vendors do it at zero trust world. And if they do, I, I wonder how many people will actually take, uh, I mean, we should, uh, we especially
0: should make- when a lot of, a lot of that stuff's manufactured overseas. Right. I mean, <laughs> you have no idea where this stuff's coming from. Well, yeah, um, I mean-
1: two dollar usb drive that just cost you half a million dollars in ransomware
0: yeah bad news um very very intriguing don't do bad things guys but it's a cool if you can use these tactics to show people that they're open right i think that's that's the takeaway right we don't want people to take bad habits away from here but learn about how easy it is pete actually pipes back in and says that um to turn off your cell phone, <laughs> probably lots of concern there. Uh, yeah, what do you think about that, Danny?
1: Yeah, so um, I, I watched some of the conferences. They, they, if your phone rings, they, they like put it in charity mode, and if it calls, you have to, you have to put money to a charity. They, uh, I know Robin's a big fan of that, and it, it's a great idea to get phones off. I don't think we need to do that as um, Zero Trust World because I think everyone should be nervous enough to keep anything that's got a wireless antenna switched off.
0: Yeah. For sure. It's going to be, you might have the most attentive audience ever. Yeah. Um, what, you know, like that was the other one, Darren pipes up. He's like, well, at least turn your Bluetooth and, and uh, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi on uh, off if you're going to keep your 4g on. I don't know, uh, Darren, I mean, 4g and 5g. It's, it's, you know, if you have, you know, think about if you went to AT&T and Verizon and you got the extender right for your house and you plugged it into your router. I mean, it's just broadcasting on the same signal now.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's, um, well, actually interesting. I was on a flight the other day um, in the middle of the air, well, two, three weeks ago, across the Atlantic, and my phone starts ringing. Like, no. On the Wi-Fi. And because I had Wi-Fi calling enabled, my phone starts ringing in the middle of the air using Wi-Fi calling. Uh, Not FaceTime audio, like, proper. I was like, how's my phone ringing? (laughs) So uh, it's like, quick, shut it off. I feel like I'm in the '90s again. You're almost embarrassed to answer your phone because everyone's looking at you like you're talking on a phone in public.
0: You remember the planes where like they used to have the phone in the back of the headrests, and then like you've seen in the oh, older yeah. movies like Die Hard, where you like you swipe your credit card and then you're, you know. But like now, it's like taboo, right? You're not supposed to have these conversations on the plane.
1: Yeah, no one wants some guy yelling. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, can you hear me now on the plane? Oof, that would not go over well. Uh, Keith Nelson pops in and says, I'm old will my pacemaker be safe?" Oh depends
1: on the frequency uh, so um, I'm sure I, I, I'm, we're, we're not intentionally
0: going after pacemakers but 2.4 gigahertz I don't know Keith you might need to that might need to get an upgrade man figure out what's going on
1: I think they have some uh, Dfib machines there just in case
0: <laughs> want to make sure we're safe um, so. I don't, want, I don't want you to give away any secrets, but I'm sure you're planning, you know, like obviously we have the, the, the block party we talked about, right? That'll be on night one. I'm sure that you're planning something fun and interesting for the conference party.
1: Yeah. So we have uh, the block party, which, um, I mean, I was at the block party at IT Nation. It was great fun um, and looking forward to it again. Uh, and then the, we have a second party um, to keep those livers in good shape, uh, help with the uh, withdrawal symptoms. Um, the night after and we actually have um, for those who were here last year we have a a signature drink so um, uh, my wife who's also the COO of Threat Locker is uh, Irish and um, they make this drink called a baby Guinness it has no Guinness in it (laughs) so it's a shot and it's it's an interesting drink that will be served uh, the day afterwards but we have a cool party we have um, a load of stuff coming in games and fun
0: things coming in the the day after too so it's really going to be Two nights of back-to-back. I mean, you better be ready, guys. It's going to be fun. Very cool. So I got, I got more people pumping in. So Keith says, uh, Keith was the pacemaker guy. He says, I need to be alive for the Cowboys Super Bowl party. Keith, you might, you might need a few more years on that pacemaker, man. Um, don't think that's happening this year, but I appreciate the, uh, the upside uh, optimism there. And then Pete's like, yeah, like Keith, I'll have to invoke my insulin pump, too. All right, we got a lot of people with connected devices in their, <laughs> in their implanted here. So so we have to stick,
1: we have to stick to drones and uh, and wi fi and blue Bluetooth. Everything yeah. else is off off limits.
0: Yeah, they're gonna have to like stipulate that up front when they sign in, right? You will not intentionally hack the 4G. <laughs> be enter at your own risk right uh yeah we'll we'll be safe guys I mean I'm sure I'm sure it'll be interesting um no
1: no, no one's dying at the conference
0: yeah no nobody wants that and quite frankly we want you to be around to be able to use some of the stuff that you're learning right (laughs) let's not uh... and and just to be clear
1: if someone drops dead in the middle at the same time the pineapple's on it wasn't me (laughs) wasn't me either. I'm
0: just, I'm just an innocent bystander. I'm going to make sure I have no electronics near me. Um, I'm going to watch everybody else type on their rubber duckies, um, which is pretty cool. So you said a thousand keystrokes, you know, once you plug it in. Yeah, a thousand
1: keystrokes a minute. It types fast and it's, uh, it's somewhat terrifying. But it, it, it's not the keystrokes that's important because you can actually hide the window so they don't even see it's typing. Wow. So what you do is you send a keystroke to drag the window down and then it types like behind the taskbar. So they don't even know it's happening. Wow. Uh, the OMG cable is even cooler. And we'll get into that at the show because we can't show all the good news now. But the um, the, it's the keystrokes that you send, it's like, how can you hack a computer with just a keyboard? And it's amazing how much you can steal from a computer. You can just steal all of the data, like clean off that machine. like And it's like, it's like that. And you don't wow. even need to run malware on it. It's just keystrokes.
0: And and that's the thing, right? Like typing, you know, the computer recognizing keystrokes wouldn't be flagged as an antivirus type or anti Like some of the scanners wouldn't see that as like an executable running, right?
1: Oh no, it's not an executable running. And look, I, I've put it through every EDR you can imagine, and every <laughs> and, and and every uh, XDR and antivirus, and and it, it, look, your data has gone. If if anyone feels really comfortable about their EDR. You can plug it in for the demo purposes. We'll see how it goes.
0: This this would be interesting, right? Everybody has their own security software on their computers, and then all of a sudden, it just bypasses all of it. Yeah. All of it, but threat locker, of course. Well, I was just about to say. <laughs> I told you, uh, well, solution well, that you sell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, the uh, well, the, the idea is, is w- what we're saying is, hey, let's limit what the apps can do. So, when they are compromised, when the keyboard does fire up, let's 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 handicap it, it to a massive extent. So, we're not we're not going to upload all the, the data because it just can't do that. As opposed to let's look for something bad. But the uh, yeah, it's it, it's really interesting. It's a really cool tool. And you you will get one included in your bag when you show up. So when
0: when you show up, you get a key essentially to, to hack things. That's awesome. I'm I'm excited. I mean, even just for the cool stuff you're able to take away with you. Right. So the bag is going to be with, you know, having some, some more than just pamphlets in there and and one sheet flyers, you're going to actually walk away with some cool gear. And then like, maybe there's a trick here. Um, how do you know whether the the cheap iPhone cable is, you know, malicious or just a power cable? Is so, there a so, way to tell? So, so here's the trick: if it's cheap,
1: throw it in the trash. <laughs> so, so uh, and look, yeah, I mean, you could, you don't know, is the answer. You, I mean, you can search for radio signals, you can search for Wi-Fi hotspots, but there's another reason you don't want cheap hi- iPhone cables: they tend to catch fire. Oh, so, uh, so okay. Just, just you know what, guys. I, just it's thirty dollars for an Apple cable, or just go and buy your Apple cable from Apple, not from China. Um, but what's what's really cool about the cheap iPhone cable we're going to show you which isn't which isn't cheap. The RMG cable that actually costs like hundred and thirty dollars. We're going to show you that one. It looks exactly the same as the Apple cable. You cannot tell the difference. Huh. So even better, all you have to do is just swap out your kid's Apple cable or someone you don't like the
0: Apple cable, and then you can start messing with them. Wow. That's interesting. Um, actually just saw the other day, um, I think it was Sentinel one, uh, comes to mind. They started offering their EDR software for, uh, iPhone and Android. Does that, do you think that's something that's viable? I mean, like you, nobody ever thinks that the mobile phone platforms are as open as, you know, actual full-blown computers, but everybody has one. So, and the amount of data, you said it's so easy to steal data from a Chrome browser. Think about how much data people have on their cell phones, probably more than they're comfortable thinking about. Um, Where's the future there? So, uh, and and there's two different platforms
1: because you've got Android, which is pretty much fully open. So that's, that's a, that's a computer. Uh, And you can install MDM and you can install security software of other, Uh, And it's a slightly different scenario in that you're choosing what can run, actually, exactly what we do on the endpoints. Um, And then you've got iPhone, which is a little bit more controlled, but obviously you can, it can still run software. So when you go and download that app from the App Store, again, MDM is, is the best way to control that. You, it could potentially say, hey, do you want to allow me access your photos? Yes, I can see your photos. Do you, and when you, you open the app, can I access your camera? Yes. Uh, it's a little less of a, hey, we're going to encrypt our environment because typically iPhones don't have access to all business data. So they tend to be, hey, this is in my pocket. I can read. Yeah, the email. But,
0: but you, we hear, I mean, I've seen articles saying that, you know, Apple has found, you know, so many apps and apps or Google's found so many apps and apps that they find to be malicious and now they're taking them out. Right. But I mean, they were running for a while.
1: Oh, of course, and then there's vulnerabilities in the phone themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, my 11 year old got a CVE credit from Apple for um, the stealing my wife's password because he found a vulnerability in it. Wow. So, so uh, he's now 14 and he's still a little shit. But uh, so it, it's uh, there's so many vulnerabilities in the devices. So even the controls they put in place, they're, they're all subject to vulnerabilities, um, and it, it's quite. Um, uh, it, it, you can always find ways around them, but and that's why it's important to patch. Uh, interesting when you you ask about S one and uh, an antivirus and EDR on the phone. That the challenge is with any uh, well iOS particularly is your 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 security can only be as at the level that it runs at. So you can put certain filters in place, but. Apple are very much about, no, you can't get access to our kernel. You can't get access to this. So whereas when you install your EDR on your computer, it has full access and can see what it needs to. When you when you install it on your phone, it's, it's a little bit of a, a kind of like a sticker um, with, a, <laughs> with okay, are you sure we're going to use a plugin? It's going to give you some protection, but never the protection you want from it's, the
0: security it's, software. It's interesting. Um, I, I have to go back and find out which publication it was, but it was one of the major news. Um, outlets and one of their writers wrote something saying yeah yeah you need to stop listening to the it department you don't need all the security software the the operating system's smart enough these days that it can protect itself and i'm like really i'm not sure you're giving out good advice um like even Windows defender i know it's made you know a long ba- you know you know leaps and bounds over the years but that can't be the only way that you're going to protect yourself and he, he did move into the cell phone conversation saying, hey, you know, these operating systems, you don't need antivirus for your cell phone. And I'm like, OK, I, I see what you're saying. But like the built in manufacturers operating system protection alone, I just don't I, I feel a little bit naked kind of taking that approach. Well,
1: and I think, well, I mean, let's face it, it hasn't worked so far. I mean, we're in 2021, nearly in 2022 and ransomware is worse than ever. Malware is worse than ever. The Phones are being hacked. Uh, uh, people can spy on their spouse. They can, they can, inst- and a lot of these, a lot of these threat detections say even good software. So, oh, I put a tra- tracking app on my phone. Well, maybe someone put that tracking app and you didn't know that. And then suddenly you're walking around and everyone knows exactly where you are. Um, so it's, that's, You've got to have these checks and balances in everything.
0: Hundred percent, Keith. Yeah, sorry about that, man. That was not the image I was trying to put out there. Uh, me walking around naked—that was just figure of speech. Uh, but that being said, no, to your point, Danny. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, you know, just topical, you know, conversation at the moment. But like, you're seeing all these articles about how air tags are being used in 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 a bad way right like they're you know they put them in cars to follow high-end cars that ultimately get tracked back to the neighborhoods so they get stolen or you know they're being used from a criminal aspect rather than actually you just trying to find your keys you know
1: that's driving me insane every time i i, I get in a car with my brother it, it, it my phone pops up and says oh someone's tracking you with an air tag so who's tracking me because no i'm traveling with someone that's not me
0: yeah that's really, that's really worrisome. Um, just goes to show you technology can be used in bad ways. Um, just like we talked about before, don't go to the threat lockers, your trust conference, pick up something that's cool and use it in a bad way. Cause (laughs) unfortunately you're not living out of the country and there's laws and stuff. Right. So don't do anything bad. Uh, but it's a cool, you know, wow factor, right. When you're going in and you're trying to show somebody that even though they think they're really secure, maybe not so secure. Right. Um, and it helps you better understand, and that's the
1: goal here. When you walk away, we want you to better understand how operating systems work, how hackers think, how um, h- how you can get around this, and then that allows you to grow your business and then also um, be uh, smarter at creating security. Uh,
0: let me go into another realm, and, and it's, I'm just going to hit it straight on the head, and, and maybe this is even more why you would decide to go to an event like this to learn or, or not. There, you know, all of this, anything that with the word cyber security attached to it seems to be doing very well, right? Stocks are up, sales are up. Um, there's always this conversation about, um, uh, you know, paper tiger is the, is is the, the 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 term that comes to my head, right? Like, all right, you bought all the security software, but it really didn't help stop the stuff that's happening, right? Like, it seems to be. Paper thin, right? So we call it paper tiger, right? Never really helps you when you need it the most. And like, obviously there's a big push on cybersecurity. Obviously we know this. Um, and then of course you have some vendors saying, well, they're saying you don't need my stuff, but you really don't need their stuff. And there's this kind of, you know, kind of put your chest out, right? Why why does one work over the other and not vice versa? You know, what, what, <laughs> What is the message to get it? I mean, obviously the message is you need to understand what the possibilities are in order to protect yourself, right? Like security is only just reducing risk, right? There's no 100% secure. We hear this all the time. So but how do, does an right. MSP... Go ahead. Which is the ahead.
1: right risk though, and understand what the risk is. Um, like, And this is, if you understand how people are attacking you and you understand What is effective? I mean, some examples of the most bullshit statements I've heard in the world recently, it's uh, taking away admin permissions. Now my users can't run ransomware. It's like, yeah, 90 something percent of ransomware didn't need to be an admin to run. So, you know, nothing wrong with taking away admin permissions, but understand, you know, that's like taking Tylenol to stop herpes. It's not going (laughs) to work. I
0: mean, you've got a headache, you want to take Tylenol. But um, so understanding- I mean, mean, it'll slow down some stuff, obviously, because it. but, it, but I, if you're telling me that ransomware is not required, like it can be run on non-elevated rights and still get to its outcome. Yeah, So, but understand, this is what, what, am I, what
1: am I solving for here? And yeah, you should take away administrative permissions because you don't want someone to be able to change your Windows folder. You don't want someone to be able to embed drivers into your system. There's good reasons to do that it's not to stop your files on your network share getting encrypted because it's not going to help. So just understand what you're solving for. You put a house alarm in your house that stops. That doesn't stop somebody breaking in. It lets you know somebody's breaking in. So in the middle of the night, you're not sleeping in the bed with some guy standing over you, emptying <laughs> at your door, but it doesn't stop somebody breaking in. So you, you don't say, well, I've got a house alarm. I'm not going to lock my doors. Uh, you have to think about, well, what am I solving for? what, what, what am I stopping? How do I restrict a bad guy's access? And what can I do to make my my network more secure? And, and you, you think about the same way when you secure your house. You don't buy you buy cameras so you know what someone's doing, and you can see someone's after the event. You buy a house alarm to alert you so you can stop the damage before it gets too too big. Or uh, you you buy a lock on your door. If you're a locksmith, by the way, we talk about that the hacker and the rubber ducky. You, you know what locksmiths have on the inside of their door? Deadbolts. Wow. Because they know that anyone can pick my lock.
0: <laughs> well, they, so. they did they did say that like 88% of the door locks that you can find in Home Depot, Lowe's, and in most residential, you know, locations can be picked within like less than 90 seconds.
1: Yeah, that's why locksmiths have deadbolts because they know that this can be picked. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't have a lock, even if it can be picked. That 90 seconds is a big delay. Um yeah. You know, it can mean the difference, and depends where you live, with the cops being there or the cops not being there. Yeah, um, no,
0: it's true. That's it's true. Awesome.
1: But making sure you understand what you need and what complements each other and what doesn't complement e- each other—that's that's, that's take, the important fact.
0: Yeah, let's take that theme for a second, right? So, like, obviously, there's companies out there that do, you know, sock as a service, and they're trying to monitor for things and and really kind of understand when the alarm gets triggered, right? But you know, there's a lot of people that struggle finding out things in, in, in a reasonable amount of time to prevent damage from occurring, right? Like when the alarm triggers, right? Somebody picks your lock, they get into your door, the alarm triggers, you hope that that's enough time for you to do something before something bad happens. Unfortunately, in IT world, by the time the logs get to anywhere reasonable, you know, in terms of you understanding what's going on, that may be too late,
1: no? I mean- it normally is too late. Uh, so, I, I mean, w- we saw the ransomware on July 4th. I mean, that was, well, That was it was too late. It happened. But that's that's why you don't just have an alarm. You don't just have a SOC. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having SOC. We have our internal SOC. Every time someone enters a password wrong, every time a Duo request gets denied or something unusual happens, or someone tries to run an IP scanner, it triggers alarms. Someone looks at the sock. Someone goes and yells. Someone says, "What's going on? This shouldn't have happened." Uh, and the, the it triggers that alert to the situation. But in the meantime, you've got to have those roadblocks in place. You've got to block software that isn't needed. You've got to, you've got to uh, make sure your firewall doesn't allow access where it's not required, where outbound traffic. And all of these are big stopping points to stop someone getting to the next point. And or at least make it harder for them to get to the next point. It, someone breaks into your house and your alarm goes off. Like you, That's not going to stop them breaking in. It might scare them off because now they know the cops are on the way. But if you have another door, if you have a porch lock and then they break the porch lock, now the alarm's going off. Now they've got to break through another door. Suddenly, that alarm going off is a much bigger problem because they can't go and steal all your stuff. Likewise, if, if, if you have... You know, I watched a customer three days. Uh, the, the, the SOC service was stopped. They had an EDR. It was stopped. The attacker got onto the server using RDP. There was an API key exploited uh, on an RMM. They managed to get the API key. Um, they managed to create an admin a command, account, domain admin logged in. Three days, they were running on the server trying to run ransomware. And th- they'd stopped the alerting system, which is a problem that it could be stopped. They'd stopped the EDR. So they didn't get notifications. But you can see the attacker trying to run. Mimi cats. You see them trying to run a ransom IP scanner, you see them trying to run ransomware, and it's failing and failing and failing because they've got good controls in place. And now, of course, they wanted to know that this guy was on the server, which is why the SOC or the, the EDR are, are important parts of it.
0: Well, it's, it's interesting, right? I mean, you would hope that, I mean, in that situation, you don't even think about it. Go, oh, I have all this stuff in place. All right, now I have a, a safety net, right? Just in case, you know, the, you know, look for the logs to be reviewed and the sock to get triggered. But if they disable the connectivity so that that information never makes it to the person reviewing those logs.
1: That, well, that's, that's the problem quite often. And that's, that's the way you want the tangibles because if you look at a lot of malware, it'll, it'll put a dummy EXE that does no harm and then it will sideload a DLL into it. So of course, if you can't run the dummy EXE in the first place, you, you're putting pretty hard roadblocks in, in people's way and when you're building your security you want to think about what tangible things can i do what controls can i put in place that are actually going to stop this and you you have this layer of detection and alerting and socks and email filtering to to reduce your risks even further but ultimately you want to start off with what are my tangibles like if if i want to stop a phishing email being effective if i want to stop all the money being drained out of my bank account or someone getting into on my office 365 from phishing um, I can say, OK, well, I'm going to tell my employees they have to sit through the training and they can go and they can sit in front of know before and they can say this. You should check the link. You do this. But, you know, some of these guys are still going to click on that stuff. Um, yeah. But we do that anyway. You can you can say, oh, I want an email filter that looks for phishing links, that looks for phishing trends. But again, that stuff eventually gets through. But what you really want to be thinking as you want to be doing this first, I feel is, is what can I tangibly do? What is inside my control? Well, it's inside my control to check that box in Office 365 that says enable dual-factor authentication. Um, so I can check that box and, um, and it can say dual-factor authentication is now enabled. So if the user does this and if this, I now have that, that absolute, that hard roadblock, which I didn't have before. Um, so that's like if people think about security more like that and yeah, go and add the training. I mean, all of our users do training. We no one gets their bonus unless they've completed their training. No one it, it's hmm. you know, it's important. D- do I think it's gonna save my ass? Would I rely on it? Absolutely not.
0: Wow. That by the way, that's a cool, that's a cool little wrinkle, right? Hey, yeah, you 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 get you've earned your bonus, but the requirement to get there is you actually have to finish the security training. Oh. I, that's the first time I've heard that one. But we call them bonus contingent tasks. Um, that's cool. That's a cool gotcha. tip. Write that one down, guys. That's uh, you just took away. You didn't even go to the think about all the stuff you're going to learn at your trust world. You took away something already.
1: Uh, actually, that's one of the the sessions we've got is how to build. I mean, anyone who uses ThreatLocker knows that we answer support in 20 seconds, 24 hours a day, and the guys know what they're doing and the cases close quickly and it, it's very very smooth. And we're going to talk about how we achieve that. I mean, how how do how does a company have 24 hour support, 20 second response time?
0: 20 second response time like that's not an automated response to human being. oh no
1: this is this is a human war you go on to threat locker support and say hey i need help and we're not talking about a human offshore sure, we're talking about someone sitting here in florida and how did we build that that help desk how do we build a culture where issues have to be solved as fast as possible and and what we did and we have some really interesting tips that we're going to show about how did we how do we get 80 percent more out of our staff um because wow. that, that's the goal. How do you get more out of your, your help desk? Because you, you can keep hiring people. Uh, it's, it doesn't, <laughs> and, and you get less and less efficiencies. Uh, but th- how do you get more, more responsiveness, more speed, better accuracy, better support out of this, the same staff? Um, hmm. And w- 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 one of our sessions is actually, um, we've got our, our director of uh, support who's actually comes in and talks about um, ways that we incentivize staff. Payment plans, comp plans, um, ticketing systems. Uh, this, this, is,
0: this is this is really interesting, right? There's been a lot of dialogue in the past about how do you build a comp plan for a technical person that actually incentivizes them to not cut corners, right? You know, so that one's an intriguing one.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's 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 what we do, and we continue to do, and continue to improve. So that what one of the sessions like I said is oh our help desk manager on our business sessions is, is our support manager is going to come in and say, how do I get 1,200 app checks done three times a day without delay? How do I make sure that the support are answering fast and that the pure objective is how do I solve this customer's issue right now? Um, not, can I put it off till tomorrow or can I come back to you? How do I get that? And how have we built those plans out and how do we reward people? But more importantly, how do we actually do that because people often think about oh a comp plan pay more money no like if you do this right you you're paying less money uh, i mean we 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 saw when we started implementing procedures we saw app checks which is the most basic thing our support team do go from 20 30 checks a day to 200 checks a day
0: wow so that's very interesting you make it you make a lot of good points there um keith pops in with a question he's like serious question How do you balance sales and networking and the actual customer relationship? He said BSing with your clients has value. Okay, so let me rewind, make sure I state this right. So how do you balance the sales networking and customer relationship side right, versus the KPIs that push time?
1: Well, I I think... (laughs) So and you're right, uh, strategy, and I, I, I don't want to share too much of our strategy, because people will start seeing a strategy, <laughs> but strategy on how do you interact? How do you socialize? How do you drink with clients? How do you? How do you? Um, how much time do you spend in a bar? Like, uh, what you do in the bar? Who's buying the rounds? How much you drink? Is uh, those kind of things are incredibly important, versus what's my output to this? And Uh, making sure, I mean, we have um, outputs, we, we, we meet customers. We have to have demos booked. We have to show you our products. You have to go on. I mean, but there's a way of achieving that without necessarily saying, um, of course you have to ask in the end, can I book you a demo? Can I get you on a trial? Can I do an audit of your network? If you're an MSP, but you have to ask that question, but having uh, understanding human behavior and understanding how, um, trust because we i mean at the end of the day we're selling trust you're selling trust i mean the product the sale is done by you trusting us it's that you you stay with us because we deliver a great product and we deliver great support but you've got that sale is made on do i trust you as a person and being in front of them and 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 building that credibility is it's a it's a balance but i don't i I feel like bsing with clients is is part of that that sales process yeah I mean, the
0: the zero, I mean, I hate to, I'm I'm not, not taking a spoof, right? Zero trust world. You should go to zero touch sales. However, where you're taking the human element out of it, and then there is no relationship that happens, right? Amazon is a perfect example. However, when you're talking about business services, yeah, they'll leave as quickly as they come in that type of environment. Yeah. Well,
1: and Amazon have a, and that's the other thing. Amazon have a unique proposition in that they, they have the best product in the world. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's no one else that I can click a button and get something to my door in, in, in hours. It, otherwise, when Amazon pissed me off, I'd walk away from them. Uh, and I think keeping that product is, and is important. But the, they also have great... Um, I trust them. And the reason I trust them, and you say it's a non-touch. It's not a human trust. But I trust in that every time I haven't been happy, I've gone on and I've clicked. I've got a problem. My parcel didn't show up. And I know that I'm getting refunded for that. So I trust them if my parcel doesn't show up, I'm getting refunded. If it's broken, they're going to give me a refund. They're going to take it back. So we, we have built a trust there, but it, it's a different type of trust. But I mean, we do it, too. I mean, we don't always see our customers. Of course, we see a lot of them. We meet them. We go to parties. We uh we tell them what we do. And as, as a company, I think it's important that our management team is right out in front of the, the rest of the world, which is why you see me at trade show. So when you've got a problem, you can come and give me shit about it.
0: <laughs> and he's there. He does not hide. And he is on the show floor. And he was, uh, I have seen Danny just about everywhere. So, although he does say Rob Ray's quicker to get that bar tab started sometimes.
1: Yeah. Well, it's hard to beat Rob Ray. He's uh, <laughs> he's like a ninja with his credit card. <laughs>
0: I think sometimes he calls ahead and gives them the credit card. So it's in their system. That's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's on the Rob Ray tab. You just showed up. What do you mean? (laughs) tab has been open from yesterday. Uh, maybe that's the secret. We don't know. Yeah. But I bet you're going to try that now. I am. There you go. See, if
1: if nothing else, just to, just to be faster than Rob.
0: Um, so, uh, so zero trust world, how many people do you have room for? Like, is this a 200 person event? Is this a thousand person event? Is this a million person event? What's the expectation? So,
1: so, so uh, it, we're, we're aiming for 500 person event and uh, we're hoping that um, COVID doesn't kick us in the ass, but we, we seem to be getting on, on the way to getting those registrations and get making good process. So we're, we're, we, we cap out at 600, 600, we're not, we're not letting you have any tickets. So If you don't have tickets, uh, get them now. Um, but yeah, so 500 is our, it's is the sweet spot for us. But at 600, we're, we're saying, sorry, uh, I I don't care if you're the Pope, you're not getting it.
0: So get in early now, because it sounds like you're going to take away some cool stuff to take home. Sounds like that iPhone, but really hacker cable that looks like an iPhone. I don't know if you're getting that one, but the, the, the USB rubber ducky, right? The thing that does a thousand keystrokes is, you know, a minute. That's going to be in your bag. You're going to learn a bunch of stuff on site. You're going to find out what a pineapple does, but do not use it to do on air, airplane Wi-Fi. That's my personal advice to you. Um, although I'm sure somebody's going to do something stupid, but don't don't be that person. Um, and it's in Florida, and it's in February because I'm going to tell you, in Philadelphia, in February, it is not warm. So I'm planning to be, you know, down there and in, in better better temperature. I think it's going to be in the 70s. Yes, in that time of year. That sounds about right. And
1: there's one more cool thing. See this shirt? We're mailing these out when you buy a ticket. Now we're not mailing them out because we want you to wear them, although we do. They're cyber hero shirts. We need you to get pictures and tag them uh, 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 and tag George as well. When you tag them, tag them on social media. Um, there's, there's a post going out on Like I think you, you tag Z, uh, ZT World 2022 or in the picture. Now, when you tag them, we're going to give you points. Now if you tag them with a picture in your office, you can get a point for that. You, you tag them. I've got one. Unfortunately, I'm not allowed points uh, Flyboarding, Like it looks really awesome. My um, boarding.
0: It sounds, sounds like you need a helmet for that.
1: Yeah. I took my helmet off for the picture. Um, okay. Don't do that at home. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, and I, t- he said, you have to keep your life jacket on. And I said, can I put it over the top of my life jacket? <laughs> so, uh, so, but yeah, take a picture. We, we've got some other cool ones to go and take a picture, whether you're in the grand Canyon or, um you know the statue of liberty or whatever do something cool take a picture or, or flyboarding skydiving um whatever you're doing take a picture tag threat locker in it um and uh, uh, ta- tag george in it as well just so we know that you're watching this and when you get these points we're giving away some cool prizes one of the prizes we're giving away it's like a five thousand dollar up close projector. it's a samsung thing you put it on it gives you like a 102 inch tv or something right wow right. even the Uh, super cool but we've got a we've got a surprise which we're not going to disclose what it is until zero trust world so you get points by doing different things there's a there's a document that goes out when you buy the t-shirt that says what you get the points for but one of them is tag this t-shirt so get your threat locker t-shirt get your cyber hero t-shirt tag it the coolest pictures get the most points the more points you get the more entry points you get and when you're there uh we're going to do a draw and you're going to win you know, one, I'm, there's quite a few prizes. One of them is a secret surprise we haven't announced yet. But I know that hmm. Samsung, you know, five thousand dollar projector, whatever it does.
0: Let's just be. Let's just be. Let's just be clear. You need to attend the conference to win this this game. Yeah. Yes.
1: That's That's where you're taking the prize. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, and so and so, you have to be present to win, right? So if you don't show up, let's say you register and somehow don't make it, you can't just hand it off to your colleague. You got to be there.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the, the, you, if, you, if you don't meet the requirements, um, and I'll tell you a little secret about Kaseya's conference. You know, we gave a Tesla away there. I do. That was cool. So when Kaseya drew the first people, they don't draw, they draw them off stage. They hadn't met all the requirements. So someone oh. lost the Tesla.
0: So nobody won the Tesla?
1: No, it goes to the next draw.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So somebody somebody did take the Tesla
1: someone did take it but the person and we won't say who it was i mean i wanted to say who it was just so they knew that they lost a sixty thousand dollar car uh but uh, so uh, but yeah so make sure you, if, if we draw you uh, yeah it kind of stings when you because you lose a car it's not the same as not winning a car um well, we're not giving away a car but we're giving away some cool stuff and you know, we'll, we're going to announce it at zero trust world but yeah make sure you do it and to get more entry points get your cyber hero t-shirt. You're going to get mailed one out when you book Buy your tickets. It says, what size shirt are you? Um, you know, don't put small if you're extra large. Cause it, that picture will not be great. Um, but, and take a picture, take a picture, doing something cool. Um, whether, whether it's just a pit, if you get a picture at home, you still get points, but if you get, get a picture at the grant, uh, um, uh, in New York or on a river or skydiving or um, whatever it may be. I, I, think, I, think,
0: I think Keith Nelson needs to book his skydiving trip, and we're going to get him in there. Because, yeah. you know, that, yeah. but, but Keith, you got to make sure you, you hashtag the right one, man. Cowboys America's only team, that's not, that's not going to get you any points. you got to do the threat locker or lock.
1: what. <laughs> yeah, hashtag the right one. So, cyber heroes. Uh, so, um, yeah, make sure you hashtag it, you get the shirt, it gives you all the instructions. Uh, you get points for various different things, so get those shirts on.
0: Awesome. I know Darren, your buddy, Darren, Mr. RV guy. He's going to be there. Right Darren? Yeah. He's in the background. He's already, he already posted earlier. He's like threat locker supports the best we've seen. I said, that's awesome. He is a big threat locker fan, but I'm sure he'll be there. He told me he's going to make it to to Orlando. If you haven't booked already, Darren, we're going to need to get you in there, buddy.
1: He's going to send a picture with a shirt
0: on top of his RV. There you go. That'll, that'll get you points. See, he's already given you the clue, man. With
1: something in the background that's really cool.
0: Yeah, see, da-
1: Darren has access to a lot of helicopters. I'm actually going to New York for a helicopter ride right in January, so I got I got to figure out how to get something on that picture. Yeah,
0: you're gonna be like pass by the Statue of Liberty. while well, I got my threat left. So.
1: Yeah, like me in the background, like this there. But I can't get yeah. points and I can't win.
0: But yeah, I, can a- I mean it's your contest. I assume that the 10D like. I couldn't win, right? I'm, yeah, I'm not technically an attendee. You have to be an attendee, right? Have an yeah, attendee yeah, yeah, you have to be an MSP
1: attendee You have to be an MSP attendee. My wife's got a really cool one. She's She's on scuba diving. Oh, that's cool. Opened up, throughout like a logo. That's, that's a pretty that's good slick. One. That's slick. But she yeah. can't win either. So, so we're getting the best pictures. So we got, we got to get some competition for our pictures.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. Well, oh, so, so the so you only get access to the competition when you register and pick your t-shirt and then you get the, how the rules work. Yes. Okay. So you don't, you don't even everybody else don't go and register for this, this event just, you know, because you have to show up to win. Right. So <laughs> if you're going to play the game, you better be in zero trust world. You know, the week of February 20th in Orlando, Rosen Plaza, international drive. And like, I assume that you're going to have to be on, you know, wait to the last day to figure out if you want or not, because they're going to make you go all the way through the conference and know if you want, because like, that's how it works. Oh, yeah.
1: We, we draw. Well, and we, we, we've got, we've got the Olympic bobsledder as our final keynote. Um, He's not Jamaican, but he's American, but he's still an Olympic bobsledder and he's going to do the final keynote. Uh, and he's, um, and then we're going to show who wins. And that's like, awesome. there's the prizes we're announcing and there's some cool stuff. We're not announcing until we get there. So
0: guys, zero trust, world.threatlocker.com check it out. It's constantly being updated. I'm, I'm, you know, you know, checking back every couple of days to see updates February 21st to the 23rd plan your trip, right. Either come in early, stay late, but it's Florida. It's nice. It's February. Sounds like this game could be interesting. So that's just using what you do already. Right. Just put the, put the shirt on, right. And take your Instagram post or, or Facebook or whatever. And Hey, I, I still want to figure out how the pineapple works. I'm going to start. Yeah. Messing, messing with my neighbors. how about i'm going to use the pineapple while i'm eating pineapple does that work yeah
1: (laughs) that's how it works
0: yeah i got it cool so so you got the lowdown from the man himself go check it out the conference is sounds like you're going to learn how it actually goes down guys which i think we all have a hard time of articulating how the bad guys do what they do let's let's figure it out before it gets to a headline Learn a little bit. Uh, make sure to super glue your USB ports. No, no, just go buy another computer and bring a fresh one. Don't super glue your USB ports.
1: We won't be plugging anything into the USB ports, but we can't speak for the rest of the audience. So, this is true. You don't know who's going to be there. So, we we're really looking forward to it, George, and we're looking forward to your party as well afterwards.
0: No, very, hey, we're we're already we're already hard underway on that. We're very excited about that, and quite frankly, we want to get to that six hundred person mark. So, let's start getting registered, guys. We got to hit the six hundred people at Zero Trust World. That's the magic number. So, we're gonna keep track of where that is, and uh, it's not that far away. We're we're almost at you know we're almost in January. Believe it or not, I know that's hard to believe, but February will be right around the corner. Okay. All right, guys. Well, Thanks George, for checking don't... in. Danny, it's always interesting. Next time you're gonna teach me about something else, but I'm gonna bring some some tricks. You're gonna try that Rob Ray idea, you know? Like Yeah, I'm gonna going bring it. That's it. Yeah,
1: you gotta go ahead and see, get the just tab. to see Rob's Rob's face when they say he goes to the car that says, Oh no, this is on the threat like a tab. That's what
0: we'll I'm gonna write that one down. I gotta I I have good ideas. All right, guys, catch you on the flip side. Catch you, thank you. All right. see